We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at MyPillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed, too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOD. If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Call's cloud business phone service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. And yes, I'm your host, Todd Huff. Email, as always, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Huff Hotline, always open as well. Played a little bit of a call yesterday. It's one that I would use as a template for what not to say (laughs) when calling into the program. But, uh... Anyway, I still appreciate Roscoe. We're conservative, not bitter, but that doesn't mean that we can't point out some silliness and nonsense when we see it. So, by the way, and for those of you that are not watching, you're just going to envision this in in your mind. But I walked down here today. This is one of the benefits I love. You know, we the studios in the in the home office here, and I walked down today. This is my soon to be nine year old. She left this for me on the desk for daddy. And there's a, she's an artistic, actually both uh, her and her brother won an art contest that I'm kind of proud of. They did not get that ability from me. I can't draw a stick, man. But anyway, good to be here. A little bit of a surprise on the, on the desk this morning. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Evie, for that. So 
All right, lots that I want to get to. I want to spend today primary. Well, there's a lot of I think intersecting issues, and let me let me start by saying I want to talk about the issue um, where folks are upset with President Trump. Folks in the media, he goes to the Rose Garden yesterday to announce uh, legislation he has signed, uh, basically condemning and taking some action against China regarding uh, their uh, oppression of, of Hong Kong. Hong Kong, you know, for a quick history lesson, Hong Kong was under British control back until 1997. The British decided to give Hong Kong to back to or to China, and there were some conditions. Of course, when you're dealing with communists, and folks, this to me is as, and to you I'm guessing as well, is as clear and obvious as the noonday sun. I remember back when this there was a countdown. I remember as a as a high school kid or maybe early college. That would have been right around the time I would have left high school and, and gone to college. But I remember even seeing almost not not in today's world. We we have twenty four hour media everywhere, but there was effectively a countdown to when Hong Kong would no longer be under British governance and would become, you know, part of China. And so there was this deal struck. They were to be kind of separate but equal. They were to be part of China but not. I, I still have a hard time identifying really what that relationship is um, because they have been given a certain level of autonomy. But again, that was 23 years ago. And what people feared back 23 years ago or even before this took place is exactly what is transpiring. We are watching the nature of communism. This, this is what it is, folks, and we have people here proclaiming this nonsense. We have people here in this country who are leading Black Lives Matter who are trained in advancing this ideology. They are trained to manipulate circumstances, events, and so forth to advance the ideology that we see prevalent and in control of China and now pressing its heavy hand down upon the people of Hong Kong as well. This is predictable. This is who they are. This is what they do. This is unavoidable. This is the nature. This is what happens when you embrace an ideology that is bankrupt morally. It is a broken, totally just awful and devastating ideology, communism. And we have people that want to embrace it here we do openly again as i pointed out black lives matter led by trained i I always want to make sure we throw the word trained in there this isn't just someone who passively uh, likes the idea of communism from each according to his ability to each according to his need right karl marx and i don't want to over i know that there's some that will you know want to debate the nuances of Nuances of, of different uh, styles of communism, but in a look at the end of the day, what it is is, is totalitarian control over the lives of the people that it seeks or that it tells us that it's serving. That's what this is. That is what communism is. It is it is oppressive. It does not embrace liberty. It asserts its well, what it believes is its uh, natural authority and power over the liberty of, of individuals. In fact, there is no individual 
in the mind of a communist state. The state is effectively God. In fact, they try to outlaw God as much as possible. They'll let you keep your churches. They think that that's kind of nice for historical sake. You can go over there and sing some songs so long as there's not a governor over there that says it's going to spread COVID. But you can sing your songs at church and do all that. Just don't try to tell people about Jesus. Don't try to talk about there being a a king or a god that's not called the communist state. That's not cool. They don't like that. But we have people openly embracing this nonsense, this morally bankrupt ideology leading movements in this nation today. And even if they don't embrace openly communism, they are attracted by the lure of its primary economic policy, which is socialism. Now, the Chinese have done some things differently, uh, but still, don't be fooled by who they are. This is an oppressive regime. Communism seeks to control. It knows nothing else. Government left to its own devices expands. That's why our founders were brilliant in that they sought to limit the powers of government. A limited government is something that we should all seek to have in our society. And we, of course, have a growing government. Now, not all growing governments are necessarily communist. Isn't that what I'm saying? But I will say this. The more that we seek to empower our government, the less that we embrace individual liberty. We're on the path towards, towards, moving towards, even though if it's off in the distance, you're on the path towards government that has more and more control. When you're on a path that has more and more government control, you're moving towards ideologies that that are similar to what we see in communist China. And this is what they do. They oppress. You do it their way or else. And so Trump's announcing this yesterday in the in the Rose Garden, and he ventures off into discussing his opponent, his presumed opponent. We don't know. This guy is still hiding out primarily in the in the basement, in the basement of his home. Although he did make an appearance yesterday, did make an appearance. Of course, a very highly scripted. Uh, appearance that's the i'm telling you folks the biden team the biden team when he has a scheduled appearance they they are i mean beyond you can't console these folks they they are not down with us they are not happy to have this guy go out on television or whatever format he's on that's where he says things like if you vote for trump over him you ain't black right so where he tells us, I hadn't seen this. My wife forwarded me this last night. It's been a month or two ago, but Biden says he's going to defeat Biden. You know, it kind of reminds me, we we jokingly said a couple of months ago that at some point Biden's going to end up endorsing Trump. And I think he kind of did when he said that. I think I think he inadvertently tipped his hand and showed that he was, in fact, endorsing Trump in 2020 because he wants to defeat Biden. Biden says he wants to defeat Biden, whatever the world that's supposed to mean. Meanwhile, we're told that Trump is not uh, capable of handling the pressures of the presidency. In fact, his niece, Mary, has an interview with George Stephanopoulos. I want to play a bit of that, give you a dose of, of that. She thinks Trump should resign. Okay, I guess that's that's all we need to know. Trump should resign now, I guess. But this is... There's a, a full-fledged assault here on on Trump, and you know what? And that's fine. I mean, this is this is who the media is. We're in an election year. 
they know what's at stake. They know that they're going to have to replace, and I hate to say this, I just but you know, that there's a very good chance that there are Supreme Court seats that are going to be up, uh, that are going to be vacant here. One of those uh, could very well be Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and I don't like to get into that. She's had more health problems. Um, she's elderly and, and candidly frail. And again, even though I disagree with the vast majority of her of her rulings, um, although as Trump pointed out yesterday in the Rose Garden, she actually has come down on the uh, on the right side of a uh, decision or two lately. But anyway, the the whole this is liberalism is fighting for its short term survival here. Now, I don't mean that the Democrat Party is going away. I don't mean that liberalism is going away. But I do mean that if they lose control of, say, the presidency, and by extension, there's more conservative people elected, people who actually read the Constitution, don't just cite Harry Potter novels or foreign law, as we've been told that uh, by Supreme Court justices is a cool thing to do, I guess, to cite foreign law. If you can't find the outcome you want in the Constitution— you can just make it up. If you can't find it in American law, U.S. law, you can cite foreign law. I think you should be able to cite Harry Potter novels, a dream you had the night before, uh, or maybe even a coin toss like Hillary won in the Iowa caucuses back in 2016, certain uh, certain precincts. Why not just have a coin toss? I, that should be part of the Supreme Court rationale as well. At least it would be consistent with some of the things we've been told by the left. But all this stuff right this this is this is what's at stake and so when we look at trump in the rose garden yesterday we have to understand a little bit about what's about kind of what got us there and i think the precursor for that is what the new york times had suggested to biden a week ago of course this has been discussed for a while but they openly suggested hey maybe joe biden shouldn't debate president trump unless he meets these certain criteria so in a sense trump says all right if Biden wants to keep hiding in his basement, if Biden wants to keep you know, flying below the radar here while I face incessant attacks, misrepresentations, and malignment from the media, the radical left, then I'll take to the podium <laughs> in the Rose Garden, and I'll bring up the issues that I think are important. And of course, the media's response is predictable. The media says, oh my, this is, you know, presidents don't normally do this. They, they, they keep the business of the White House and politics separate. Give me a break. Give me a break. We literally, by the way, and I know this isn't the presidency right now, but it's governors. We literally have states who are giving permission, right, to people uh, to, to paint. Really, I would suggest right now the leading Democrat message, the leading Democrat narrative in the 2020 campaign, which is Black Lives Matter. They're literally giving folks permission to paint the streets. So this is effectively, streets have become, in some of these cities, a campaign billboard, campaign billboard for the left. And of course, again, I I don't know of a single person who doesn't believe that Black Lives Matter. They don't embrace the movement because, hey, again, as we pointed out countless times, it's being led by trained Marxists, which we talked a little bit about communism here off the top with with what's happening in China and Hong Kong. So, but 
nobody nobody embraces that idea that black lives do not matter. This is a a a phony straw man argument. The argument is that Trump is basically uh, his base is nothing but Dixie flag waving people and big, uh, you know, they're, they're shirtless drinking PBR and big, you know, four wheel drive trucks driving around the countryside with their MAGA flags shirtless screaming racial slurs out the window as they go through towns and communities all across this this nation probably about ready to you know threaten to assault someone because of their race this is this is the image i'm telling you i talked to a liberal <laughs> the other day i actually interviewed him and if i'm being candid with you he he texted me we we were going to air his interview last week haven't heard from him since he's he's vanished from the face of the planet. But he had told me, you know, I basically he he thought that's who conservatives were. I mean, I'm I'm paraphrasing. He didn't use exactly that analogy, but he thought that we were racist, stupid, hayseed hicks, basically. So at the end of the conversation, he said to me, you know, I'm really I mean, he was he was I, I would say at least surprised and possibly shocked. In fact, he said, you know, in our, our conversation had led him to want to have more more conversation about our ideas because he said to me, I'm starting to think that maybe I'm not being told the truth <laughs> about, about what, who conservatives are and what they believe. Well, no kidding. That's why programs like this exist, folks. That's why programs like this exist because they don't represent us accurately. They don't. They don't tell us or they, they don't want to articulate the conservative story. And I don't have a problem. I'm, I'm just saying, look, I don't care MAGA flags and all that or four-wheel drive. That's not the point. But they they want to paint this picture that we're a bunch of just uh, – they, they want to cast whatever image they have to put in the minds of, of people, of the general public, that we're just a bunch of, you know, people, you know, that are that are racist and, and low – low information or not educated. And of course, that's simply not the case. This audience that I'm speaking to this morning is actually one of the most educated audiences that you will find in a good way. Not, not as my dad, not this, this audience is not, as my dad would say, another audience, which is the overeducated idiot audience. These are people who are educated and put it to practical use, who live good lives, who accomplish things, who live, live quiet lives. Anyway, so Trump says, I'm going to take to the Rose Garden podium, and I'm going to effectively let people know what this election's about. Biden doesn't want to debate me. Okay, that's fine. We'll come up here, and I will, I will just let loose. And that's kind of what happened yesterday, and the media's upset about it. Of course, having no problem with cities painting the Democrat campaign slogan in the streets— Heck, I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere along the way we find that some of the supplies are actually paid for by one of these liberal cities. Of course, you try to paint liberty and justice for all in the streets of Vermont. That's considered uh, racist and, and hate speech and trying to, you know, I don't know, draw attention from the Black Lives Matter message, which is actually what happened this week in Montpelier or last week, Montpelier, Vermont. Anyway, lots more to get to, including, I mean, look, there, there's so much stuff to get to, but I want to get a little bit to uh, Mary Trump, and I want to talk, continue, uh, continue this discussion about 
Biden's desire, the Democrats' desire for this campaign to happen without there being a campaign, including no debates. So sit tight. We'll continue this discussion. When we get back, you are listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. And yes, I'm your host, Todd Huff. Caution. My legal team tells me I should tell you that listening may cause you to lean to the right. So be careful if you're operating heavy machinery or you're driving to the office this morning. You can be caused to pull and lean to the right. Be back here in just a minute. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at My Pillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our My Pillow towels and our really soft, comfortable My Pillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOD. Welcome back. So we basically what we know is that the Democrat Party and the media, at least some in the media, they don't want Joe Biden to beat or to debate even Donald Trump. New York Times, this is a week ago. You probably have seen this. I don't know if we we may have touched on this really briefly, but I don't think we spent a lot of time discussing it. Um, Thomas Friedman. New York Times columnist said that um, Joe Biden should not participate in the three scheduled debates with President Trump unless there were two conditions that President Trump <laughs> agreed to meet. I mean, it's it's just remarkable. Yeah, it's really remarkable. I, I love. I have to say this: the ability of the radical left. Yes, Thomas Friedman, you um, meet the criteria here, or at least at least people who are. Uh, blindly committed to the Democrat Party and the candidate. They'll do anything possible uh, to make sure that their candidate wins. And they, under the auspices, under the guise of, you know, just rational thought and logic, and, oh, yes, this is so profound, Thomas Friedman. We we need to have, I mean, is this not at some point, just from a common sense perspective, is this not simply saying that our candidate can't go on the stage with your candidate unless we have certain rules and conditions met. I mean, isn't that what this is at its core? And they want to, under the the guise of, 
and under the name of, of Thomas Friedman to, to propose these ideas to be taken seriously. But these ideas are ideas that are um, – or these arguments and ideas are presented – there's no way to present these in a way that doesn't have to accept – that allows you to avoid the reality that Biden is simply not equipped to debate the president. In fact, I saw an article yesterday. I think it was 54 – let me see, 54%. I don't know if it was 54% think that Biden is not – of Americans think that Biden is incapable. Here it is. Only 54% think Biden is capable of debating Trump. 54%. 46% of Americans don't think Biden is even capable of defeating Trump. So if you want to know what people think about these arguments that are advanced by the likes of Thomas Friedman in the New York Times, that's what they think. They think he's trying to advance an argument that um, you know tr- Biden shouldn't debate Trump because <laughs> because he's not capable. That's what that's what I think most people, most rational people think. But Thomas Friedman said that there needs to be two uh, two conditions that he meets. He writes this, I worry about Joe Biden debating Donald Trump. He worries about it. Didn't say why. We know why. We know why. You can tell us anything else, but at the end of the day, Biden is not capable. This is not Biden's forte. It never has been, by the way, in his 44 years. Trump says 47 years. I think Trump's taken the last three years and throwing them in there, even though Biden's not been uh, you know, serving anywhere, holding public office. And I get it. He's still part of – Biden is still part of the Democrat machine. Biden is still living and breathing inside the swamp. This is this is part and parcel of what it means to be in Washington, D.C. for 44 or, if you prefer, 47 years. Nearly half a century. That's the bottom line. Half of a century. Half of a century. And this guy is not responsible for anything. In fact, I was thinking about this this morning when – Biden, excuse me, the Biden-Obama administration, the first one, when they were elected to office back in 2008, we were told that this was, you know, in fact, before that election, this was this was a chance for America to heal racially, right? Now we're told that we have systemic racism. So that implies that they didn't do anything to address the problems of racism. But at the time, we were told that this was America's moment to to reconcile its its you know its past wrongs and atone for those sins and so forth. It's great to me. It's a it's a great thing to see that this country got to a point where it would be willing to elect a black president. The problem is we elected one that had ideas that were not consistent with the Constitution and conservatism. Obviously, not conservatism, but those things constitutional conservatism. Those things are synonymous in my mind. Now the left will have a conniption whenever I say that, but that's still that's still what I believe to be the truth. But Thomas Friedman here is saying that Biden should not debate Trump. He should only do that on two condition, uh, two conditions. Otherwise, he's giving Trump unfair advantages. He's let me rephrase this. He's giving Trump unfair advantages if he steps onto that stage. Biden is giving Trump an unfair advantage by entering into this campaign because Biden, again, has been in Washington, D.C., folks, for nearly half a century. Biden has run for president. This is his third time. In fact, many of you or some of you that can hear my voice right now, you were not even alive the first time Biden ran for president, which was 1988. 1988. 
even when Biden, I look, I, sometimes I'll be candid. It makes me a little bit uncomfortable to talk about the gaffes, even though they humor me, because Biden's always done gaffes. He's always been a one-man gaffe machine. I remember talking about this back in, over the course of the past, you know, few years, back in 2016 even. Stand up, Chuck, telling a guy in a wheelchair, saying he can't go into a 7-Eleven without running into an Indian. No, he's serious. He's not joking. It's what he says. It's the kind of stuff Biden says. Lately, he told Charlemagne, the God, whatever the world that's supposed to mean, he told him that, um, you know, that if you don't vote for Biden and you vote for Trump over Biden, you ain't black. He said on some program, my wife forwarded me the clip last night. It's been a month or two ago. Joe Biden says that he's going to beat Joe Biden, which that may actually be what turns out to be the case. And that's why they don't want there to be debates. And so Thomas Friedman is correct in thinking he should be worried about it as a radical leftist, as a Democrat. So he lays out conditions. See how this is done? See how this is done? Instead of of saying, oh, man, please don't make our guy debate. They say it's an unfair advantage for Trump because Trump's a liar. Trump's a bully. Trump is, uh, you know, knows how to manipulate people through this. So we're going to take the the high road here and we're going to say, look. We'll step on that debate stage with you because given the chance to have a conversation with the American people and not have all these other shenanigans going on, oh, man, we would mop the floor with you, President Trump. But we know that that's not how you play. That's not the rules that you play by. So we're going to make two demands. We're going to make two demands for you in order to, um, to have those debates. One of those is that you need to release your tax returns from 2016 to 2018, which I'm not sure what that has to do with anything other than this has been an incessant focus of the left um, since before. They, they want you to think that this is a requirement to be president. So they want Trump's tax returns. They, they salivate. There's been some court rulings on that recently as well. Number two, they want a real-time fact-checking team. Oh, boy, I can't imagine – Who's going to be on this? Rachel Maddow? Think we can get tough guy Chris Cuomo over there or Don Lemon? Could Don Lemon serve on the fact-checking team? My goodness. I mean, it's just remarkable. George Stephanopoulos? These folks are defined as, in the minds of the left, as fair journalists. Stephanopoulos is a Clintonite, folks. Stephanopoulos has been embedded in the Democrat party machine for some time, too. Now he's an unbiased journalist, right? And if you have a conservative talk show, as my liberal friend Doug, who refuses to even acknowledge me now, but but as he told me when we spoke last week, that you know what he was told about people like me, people like you, turns out not to be the case at all. And he's over there trying to figure out why in the world, why in the, why in the world that he was lied to about us. Saying that you know I was nothing like what he had told, I was told that I would be like. Perplexed over this, I mean, this is genuinely the perspective of some people. They just take whatever these radical leftists tell them at CNN, at MSNBC, whatever, and they just accept it as gospel truth, and it has to be correct because they're unbiased journalists. And suddenly, he sits down with some conservatives, and he thinks, huh. That is not anything at all what we talked about. Todd and I didn't have that conversation. Todd didn't mention any of the things that the left told me that Todd thought. The same would be told, told for you as well. It's just my personal experience I'm sharing here. 
Anyway, so this whole thing, this whole this whole debate about whether there should be debates, that's kind of what predicated this Rose Garden speech yesterday by Trump where he went after Biden. And good, good for him. I You have to force this issue. CNN cuts away, by the way. Cut away from the Rose Garden speech when, when Trump started talking about Biden. I mean, they are protecting this guy. They're, they're out of options. How many more ways can they protect this guy? We'll find out because they're going to continue to try. But Trump's going to rip the... Uh, the curtain back here, and he's going to go after Biden, and there's nothing. There's nothing they can do. I'm really long in this segment. I didn't see Oz tell me to take a break. So, sorry, Oz. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at MyPillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOD. Welcome back. So, those are the conditions we talked about last segment. By the way, I should mention this program is brought to you by our friends at Bruce Richardson Realty. If you're looking to move, buy a new home, sell your home, upsize, downsize, I encourage you to check out our friends, Bruce and his team at Bruce Richardson Realty. Be sure to tell them that you were sent there by the Todd Huff Show. But as we were talking here about um, – it's, it's, it's incredibly insane where we are today. We literally have people, people who are supposed to be very intelligent, intellectual, in the case of Thomas Friedman. Of course, he's a radical leftist. Here we are. It's being, we're being told that um, you know, maybe Biden shouldn't debate Trump. It's just incredible to me. We have an election. We literally have an election here in, what, three and a half months now. And and the intellectuals are debating this, stroking their chin. Mm, maybe there shouldn't be. Maybe there shouldn't be a debate. Maybe we need real-time fact checkers. Real-time fact checkers. Folks, they can't get facts right when they have time, when they can think about it overnight. They're not going to get fact-checking right. This whole concept, you know what I think about fact-checkers. 
this whole fact-checking nonsense. You know, at one point in time, Americans trusted journalists. The journalists. We used to have, again, that's always been a problem. In fact, if you go back in American history, you'll find presidents in, uh, criticizing and, heck, maybe even insulting media throughout history. Trump's not the first guy to do this. Some of those, I mean, some of the early presidents had a real disdain for the media. Some comments about the media. Look, at, I mean, Jefferson had some things to say, others as well. And, but this notion that, we need so so we need someone to report, but then we say, uh, you know, by saying there needs to be a fact checker involved, we have to say so the journalist isn't telling us the truth. I mean, we know politicians are going to spin it in their favor. The journalists, if they would just do their job, I think that should stop there. But now we got to have a fact checkers that get together. Of course, they're a bunch of liberals. Of course, they're a bunch of journalists, oftentimes anyway. So they're people who already we can't by definition trust who now get together and say, now our job is to tell you what you can trust. We're to, to confirm those things that are supposed to be true and tell you those things that are supposed to be false. That's what they're going to do. And so they get together. They you know, are not always honest still. I mean, why would we expect them to be honest? They have an angle. They have a dog in this proverbial fight, if I'm allowed to say that today. They have... They have an agenda. They have a side. I remember back when I, it's been a while. I haven't seen numbers for a long time, but it's like 90 some percent of journalists were, you know, voting Democrat back in the, around, you know, 20 years ago. I don't know what it is today. I'm guessing it's probably that, maybe more. So now they want another team, another team of insulators. The, the moderators are already on the side. In fact, I, I'm reminded of, I, I can't put my finger specifically on it, but remember, uh, there was a moderator who jumped in and inserted herself. Oh, man, I'd have to look this up. But but basically had to go back, and I don't know if she apologized or said she was wrong or some such thing, but jumped in and, and basically carried the, the liberal talking point or defended the liberal candidate uh, back in, I think it was in two, 2016. I think it was Crawley. I have to look this up. It's just—it's been a while since I've—I just—I just remember this. So you got moderators that are already on the side of the Democrat. You've got the media who's going to talk about the debates and tell you what to think about it. Who are already on the side of the Democrat. Now they want to have Thomas Friedman, who wants to uh, have real-time fact checkers. That's a requirement because Trump lies so much. We've got to have a bunch of professional fact checkers down here putting stuff up, tweeting out this is actually false. False. Trump says unemployment, we may, you know, we we created 2 million jobs. Nope, that's false. 1.997 million jobs. That's a factually false statement, President Trump. Trump's a liar. That's lie number 26,409 since elected to the White House in 2016. His niece thinks he should resign. That's a fact. (laughs) I mean, this is so ridiculous. What the heck, Thomas Friedman? Have Biden put on his big boy pants and get up there on the stage without any more people that are trying to protect him. And remember, remember, Biden's been telling us for a while he can't wait to tear into Trump. Just like he did at Corn Pop back circa 1960 outside that Wilmington, Delaware pool. Six-foot piece of chain. The only white guy in the whole place told him to get it. 
Not sure why that matters, but Joe Biden thinks it's necessary that we know that he was told by the white guy to take that six-foot piece of pool chain out into the parking lot, and he was right, Biden said. Corn pops over there using rusty razor blades, chipping them up on the curbs of the sidewalk. You know what he's talking about. He talks about it like we have any idea. I have no idea what this guy's talking about. I have no idea what this guy's talking about really ever. Now we've got Marxists out there saying that Biden is the... That's a clip I want to get to next hour as well, but basically saying that Biden can help advance Marxism. (laughs) And meanwhile, we get Thomas Friedman in here saying that Biden should only debate Trump if he's given some other help. Not enough. It's not enough help today. Not enough to have the media, not enough to have the moderators, not enough to have, you know, this entire setup that benefits Biden, protects Biden, keep him in the basement. That's not enough. We need fact checkers and we need Trump's taxes. Why in the world we need Trump's taxes is beyond my ability to even begin to understand. But nonetheless, this is what Friedman says that we need. Again, long in the segment, I got to take a break. Listening to Conservative Not Better Talk, I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at My Pillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed, too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOD. Welcome back. So, been very long in my segments today, which I am known to do, which I'm known to do. So, I just have a, a minute here. But this, look, they are doing everything in their power. I think, again, we don't do themes on here, but if I was to summarize, in essence, what we talked about this first hour, it is that Democrats know that they have a weak candidate. Democrats know that in order to win this election, especially as they move to the unavoidable reality that there will be a campaign. They've lived in a bit of um, fantasy world here thinking that they can have it, you know, get to the election without a campaign. Now, if we didn't have Trump in the White House, then maybe, maybe they would have been able to pull this off because some presidents, some Republicans would not have forced this issue, but Trump is going to force it. 
He's going to give other speeches. He's going to go after Biden, and they're going to have to. Biden's going to have to get out of the closet at some point. He's going to have to. So, but they've, they, they know that that's a risky move. Think about that. They know the more that you know, the more that Americans know about their candidate, the riskier that is. What does that tell you? That should be terrifying. So they want to keep him locked away, hidden, out of public view. And Trump says, good luck with that, my friends, because I will take every opportunity I can to go after Sleepy Joe. To go after whatever. I think he called him Tough Guy. Sometimes I think Trump's listening here. Stealing my nicknames. Tough Guy, Chris Cuomo, and so forth. But he says Tough Guy Joe Biden. And he's right. Joe Biden acts like a tough guy. Anyway, continue this this conversation here. We'll, We'll come back and wrap up and continue this into hour two. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years. And you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at MyPillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed, too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOD. So we're at the very end of our number one, but rest assured, the program will continue. You can stream it on YouTube. Go to YouTube, search The Todd Huff Show, um, and we will continue this. I want to get into some other things as well in our number two, including uh, Mary uh, Trump talking with George Stephanopoulos about telling her uncle he should resign. The media loves this. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Biden. I want to talk a little bit about what Marxists, that's right, what a Marxist is saying about, about Joe Biden as well. But those will all have to come here in hour number two, which you can watch on YouTube. All you got to do is go to YouTube and uh, just simply search the Todd Huff Show. So that's where we'll be here in the next OG, just a little over five minutes. So go to YouTube, check us out there. And while you're there, please subscribe. It'll help us uh, continue to grow our reach on social as we continue to grow this program. And I appreciate you listening to our number one of the program no matter where you're listening it's good to be here thank you for joining us and uh have a great day thanks for listening sdg see you in a few take care 
We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at MyPillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed, too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOD.